On today's episode of Rice Asian Movies Podcast, our all-Asian panel reviews Police Story and discusses times in our lives we've been wrongfully accused and had to clear our names, which is a key theme from the movie. What up, what up, listeners? Welcome to Rice Asian Movies Podcast, now part of the Sonar Network. Each week, we review an Asian-led film through the lens of representation and debate a cultural topic plucked from the movie's themes. I'm your host, Vong Show, official spokesperson for gay, super cute Asians. And on our panel today, we've got comedians Leonard Chan. Hello. And Veronica Antipolo. Hello there. Okay, uh, before we jump into the movie review itself, which I'm very excited for. This is my first time watching this movie. But uh, let's uh, first hear from Veronica. What was the most memorable part of your week? Oh, uh, the most memorable part of my week was um, the mysterious honeycomb uh, rash on the back of my leg after the vaccine. (laughs) Good Lord. That was the most, I know, that was the most memorable. But I'm fine. I went to the hospital. Doctor had me bent over (laughs) as I was in my animal print jacket. And then he said I couldn't see. So I had to bend even further down. And then he said, I don't know what that is. Oh. oh. And I said, that sounds familiar. (laughs) Yeah, that's what you want to hear from your doctor. Bend over. Oh, I don't know what that is. Oh, Lord. (laughs) That's a a sequence of dialogue that I just do not want from a medical professional. (laughs) Okay, but uh, everything's better, I take it. You're you're back on the podcast this week, so... uh... Yeah, everything's fine. (laughs) Everything's fine. No more honeycomb. I maybe... I don't know. I don't know what it was. I'm fine, though. (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. I also see you've got a green screen installed. Yeah, I had... uh, no, I had to do an event, and so I had to put up, like, a, a traffic lights behind me. Oh. <laughs> what was the event? Was... You, were you, like, in a captcha? <laughs> 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 that identified the traffic lights behind you? Yeah. Oh, lordy this lord. This way. <laughs> uh, okay, and Leonard, what was the most memorable part of your week? Um, I guess a couple of things. I so one, I agreed to co-produce a documentary on COVID and comedy. Oh, so oh. that's gonna be fun, and I'll talk to you about that after this thing because I have questions. Congratulations! And thank you. And then uh, secondly, I did this roundtable. So, I, uh, it was a roundtable for like uh, Asian Heritage Month and about anti-Asian uh, racism and all that stuff and. They told me so little about what was going to happen. Like, I didn't know what we were going to be asked. I didn't know anything. I didn't know who else was on the panel. And then I show up, and I'm like, I had to Google people, because I didn't recognize some of them. Mm -hmm. But it was like a former Canadian senator, a uh, a human rights lawyer who works at The Hague, a resiliency expert who just interviewed Michelle Obama. The lead, the lead actress from Never Have I Ever. Oh, oh wow. And then me. And, oh, and Cassie Cow. And I was like, what the hell are we... Do-? Cassie and I were just like, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> we, we don't belong here. Like, what the hell? Wow. Like, and we were not prepared. Like, everybody was so eloquent. Like, the lawyer was quoting Sartre and Rumi. And we're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Cassie was like, I'll give you two bucks if you quote Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I was like, you are all cabbage. Uh, <laughs> oh, what event was this for? Was it like live streamed or something? I don't know. I think it's going to end up being edited. Oh. Edited. How many, edited. How many did, did I say? Edited? Edited. Edited. <laughs> it's a weird word now. I've said it too many times. Um, yeah. And I, I'll tell you when it comes out. Well, I'll, I'll show you. But like, honestly, I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know why they asked me. Uh, I'm an idiot in comparison to everybody on this panel. <laughs> So you, that was well, interesting. You know what? I think sometimes, because so before as a comedian, I used to organize human rights conferences and you, you would have people like that. And sometimes you do want to throw in somebody who doesn't speak in that way because like the audience, it just, I don't know. Sometimes it's so intellectual <laughs> that... Yeah, sometimes you want to throw in an idiot that the audience can relate to. <laughs> the contrast. Because the audience is like, what are these people saying? I don't understand these big words. And then meanwhile, I'll be like, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I am here as your avatar. <laughs> yeah, you're like the uh, the audience surrogate. You know, they, they have that in yeah. every, uh, every, every movie, it seems. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, not that I'm trying to, to, to insult anybody. But yeah, we, we actually would try and have like a non... Actually, it was more like we just wanted to have somebody that wasn't in like academia because we're just like when you have a whole panel of people like that, they just speak like yeah. they're you know, like they're in a class lecture. And I don't know about you, but I fell asleep in most of my class lectures in university. So I'm like, I I don't know about this shit, people. Um, I got pregnant my first year at university. So, you know. Wow. Class was just that boring. It was just that boring. (laughs) Well, that that sounds pretty exciting, actually. Uh, Yeah, she, uh, she, she did, she, she got a D and the D. (laughs) Cool, yep. cool. Um, <laughs> my the most memorable part of my week was I had a treadmill delivered. Ooh, because not a Peloton. No, 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 no. The ones that like sucking babies into it. Yeah, what? babies. And they had pets. to recall the Peloton treadmills because it was like sucking children into <laughs> oh it and killing God. them. Yeah, it's it's. I know. I think that's a. I I think that's a feature, not a bug. Yeah, I was gonna say mothers are just so enraged they're pedaling that hard. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, it's um, the treadmill thing. It's crazy because at the start of the pandemic, I started using my treadmill again because because of my knee surgery like ten years ago. I have an exercise bike and a treadmill, and for the first three months it was working i was losing weight i was being healthy and then my treadmill broke and since then i haven't been able to like um really get back on the train i've been walking outside but mm. i don't like sunshine it just it's not my thing <laughs> um so finally yeah. actually it is for my 40th birthday my boyfriend got me a new um a new treadmill but it's way more complicated now because they can't deliver it into your home and they don't offer um, they don't offer the oh. technician to put it together anymore because of COVID or whatever. But it, honestly, this this delivery company was hostile. It was the dumbest piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. And I'm <laughs> I'm usually nice to delivery people or like you know service workers because like where I come from, that's like most of the jobs that that you have. And, you know, you just learn to, to like, respect people because, you know, it's a very hard job. But this guy was just ridiculous. So this box weighed over 200, like, 250 pounds. Like, it was crazy. And he clearly has all the equipment to move it, the dollies and all that shit. 
So the deal was, you know, he can't bring it up to my suite, but I was like, can you help me get it into the lobby? And that's what we agreed on. I was like, I'll, I'll figure it away from there. I don't know. I've, I'll figure something out, you know? And so he brings it and then we get the double doors open and then he starts saying some weird thing about tiles or some shit. So then the, the person who works at my office was like, well, you know, I don't want to wreck the tiles. And he was like, well, yeah, I could wreck the tiles. And I was like, it's a dolly. Like people move furniture into (laughs) their homes that I'm sure like, I'm not the first person to move something over these goddamn tiles. Like, they're on wheels. Like, why is everybody suddenly worried about tiles? Like, and then she started going into, like, well, you'd be liable for any cracks or damn. I was like, okay, fine, whatever. It's a dolly. I don't know what to tell you. Like, (laughs) it's on wheels. We wheel it. Like, I'm not going to, like, you know, like, suplex the the freaking treadmill onto your floor. Like, what the hell is going on here? So they get into this whole discussion about tiles and breaking tiles. I was like, okay, whatever. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, you know, uh, bring it in, bring it into like the the parking. And I was like, you know, I do have like a parking stall and it's concrete, so we're not going to break anything. So he wheels it in, and literally, so I'm in a condo, so you know, like the. It's like, you know, the underground parking and, like, the door opens. And then he brings it in and he, like, plops it right at the top of the uh, underground parking, like, the the ramp. And he's like, okay, well, it's inside and safe now. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait, no, no, no. Like, cars park here. They literally use this ramp to get to the, I was like, you you're putting it there so cars can drive over my thing and he's like well i have other deliveries i was like okay first of all this delivery is not free so like do your job like you're not doing this out of the goodness of your heart somebody paid money who are then paying you and they're not paying you to like block all traffic into my building this is ridiculous like i don't even know i was i can't believe i even have to tell you not to plop down my package in the middle of a parking ramp this is do you have it yeah so anyway so i i I tell him i'm like well i can't tell you that till the end of the story that's like this i know i'm like nail biting don't just skip to the end come on do not know how storytelling works come on come on Oh, I know. Okay, so this guy brings it downstairs. Oh, actually, he was like, so I was like, well, no, you have to bring it to my parking stall. And he was like, well, how far is that? And I was like, it's as far as it is. It doesn't matter because you're taking me there. Like, there's no other option. <laughs> like, I don't live in a multi-story building. It's a co-op. There's like one level. So I was like, stop asking and just friggin' bring it. Like, like what, if it's too far, you're just going to drop it in the middle of somebody else's parking stall? Like, shit. So then we get downstairs and I was like, you know, uh, I was like, you know, just just wait a minute. I'm going to move my car so then you can put it into my parking spot and then I'll just like drive and park somewhere else. And he was like, no, I have another delivery. He just dumps it into the parking spot of my neighbor. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, what? And then he like just runs and takes off. And I was like, okay, this is like so ridiculous 
I don't understand. Like, I get your life is hard, and you're probably working minimum wage like a lot of my friends. So I am trying to be nice, but you're being a super dick. Anyway, so he leaves. I cannot move this thing. Like, I can't even, like, roll it or anything. So anyway, long story short, I, um, I spend, like, three hours, you know, praying that my neighbor won't come. And I'm, like, literally, like, millimeter by millimeter <laughs> with all my strength over a three-hour period without a dolly moving this almost 300-pound treadmill. I'm like, oh, my God. And then I finally got it into my parking spot. And then, you know, uh, anyway, long story short, I uh, to be able to get into my apartment, I had to um, take it up piece by piece. Um, until the final piece, which is like the biggest piece, um, to be able to fit it in the elevator, it actually has wheels. So I had to install the hydraulics in the wheel so I could fold it up and then wheel it <laughs> up to my place. It was like this whole ordeal. Anyway, I'm taking up this whole podcast on, on, on this story. This has nothing to do with police <laughs> story. We should rename this episode to treadmill story or some shit. But anyway, long story short, it is now in my room. And I now have to assemble the top part, but the bottom part is all yeah. assembled because I had to do that to be able to even get into my place. <laughs> and that is yeah. my treadmill. Really story. playing it fast and loose with the long story short part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyhow, <laughs> moving on to uh, more exciting stories. Stories by actual yeah. professional by the writers. Way. Yeah. If no, if no one watches the video of this, if you're listening, he's not crying during the story because <laughs> you're like sniffling, and I'm like, is he crying? Oh yeah, no, I'm at allergies. <laughs> anyway, it has not been the best week for me, but hopefully, once I get this treadmill up and running, it'll um, up and running. Ah. <laughs> it'll uh, hopefully spur on a new chapter because I can. Yeah. My clothes don't fit right now, so. Yeah. I was like, and, now, and then if you can like run in place and seem like you're not going anywhere, it'll really remind you yeah. of back doing Canadian comedy. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. you go. There you go. Um, okay. So on to our movie of the week, police story starring Jackie Chan from 1985. This is an Asian cinema classic. It won a lot of awards. I think it won best film in Hong Kong in the year that it came out. Jackie Chan's own biography, autobiography lists this as his best action movie ever, and that's straight from Jackie Chan's mouth. Um, some of the stunts have been named as the best stunts to ever be mm -hmm. attempted and um, captured on film. So this was a really, really monumental film. It was obviously starring Jackie Chan. I usually say the character names, but that doesn't really matter. I don't even know if these characters had names. <laughs> I was also starring uh, Bridget Lin and a very early appearance from a young Maggie Chung. Ooh. It was directed by Jackie Chan and written by Jackie Chan and Edward Tang, and it started a film franchise that has included five sequels, the latest of which was just uh, recently in 2013. So it spanned quite a few, um, quite a few uh, sequels over the decades. And uh, I think the latest one actually is just called Police Story 2013, um, which is why I know the year that it came out. Um, <laughs> and uh, okay, so I will throw this out to our panel. Let's start with Leonard Chan. 
Does police story bring honor to us all? Does or does the film bring shame upon our ancestors? I love this movie uh, so much. I mean, I love all most Jackie Chan movies, at least all like the old school ones, like the old, like the ones like that were made in like the Hong Kong studio system. Uh, man, like he was like my hero when I was a kid. I so much so that I married a woman named Jackie, and she took my <laughs> last name, and now I am married to Jackie Chan. That's how much I love. <laughs> Jackie Chan stuff. Um, what was great? Like, okay, so first of all, I remember like all these Jackie Chan movies. I, w- I would watch these all like in downtown, uh, like in Chinatown, in Toronto, and I'd watch them when they first came out. And I remember like Quentin Tarantino was like, "Yeah, we're gonna like bring these to America and introduce America to Jackie Chan," and they were like dubbed and stuff like that. And they changed all the sound effects, like the old Hong Kong like sound effects, like the like the, of people getting punched are so iconic in my brain. It's like Star Wars sound effects. You know, like you hear like laser Mm. shooting, like lightsabers, that same thing. It's like right in there. So when they change the sound effects, like for the American releases, I was like, this is, it's lost something, right? But I do remember like all my friends, like back in like grade school, whatever, like they're like, oh my God, have you seen like these Jackie Chan movies? Like, oh my God, I was like, bitch, 10 years ago. Like you were so (laughs) far behind. (laughs) And Please Story is one of the, is a really good one like the mm. like the story is is decent for what it is like there's a coherent story there's like a clear narrative like where yeah jackie chan he's a policeman and he's trying to get this guy named chuto uh which is kind of like pighead i want to say almost mm. <laughs> like chuto no chuto uh-huh. uh and his name is gaku and um which i don't know what the hell that means but I, this is mostly because Vong was saying he didn't know the names of people. So I was like, he had a name. It was Gakko. Uh Yeah. Uh, yeah, they had a the whole thing. It had the, a solid midpoint. It had like, you know, uh, a whole, like, yeah. Are we doing spoilers? It doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. So, full like, full spoilers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like, it, like the whole... Uh, like the the uh, the the woman Bridget Lynn, who's like, uh, at first she's like not on their side, then she's on their side, then she's not on their side, then she's on their side. It's like a lot of twists and turns, and of course, like all the fight scenes are like iconic mm-hmm. in this movie. And like, and even at the beginning, when they like drive the cars through the shanty town, you're like, mm-hmm. how did people not die? Mm-hmm. Well, I, that's the thing I love about like Hong Kong too. Like, there's just no regard for human life. <laughs> And that makes it so entertaining because you're like, this is real. Like, like they literally had people on the roofs of the houses that they were driving cars through. And then, of course, you see, like, the blooper reel afterwards and they're just, like, carrying all, like, these, like, dying people away from the set because they're, like, hit by cars and debris and stuff. It's great. Um, The one, I will say this, I hadn't seen this movie in a long time and I watched it again just because uh, I just wanted to refresh. I don't know if you guys noticed, but, you know, so... Like, Jackie Chan does a lot of, like, he's a good actor, but he does a lot of action. He does a lot of action comedy. He does a lot of comedy. Mm-hmm. And there was that scene when he has all the telephones. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to eat the ramen and whatever. Yep. Yeah. But then he's on the phone trying to, like, get this, like, taking calls. And there's this woman who's just like, oh, I was raped? Oh, yes. yeah, 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 yep. yeah. Yes. Yep. And then he's like, okay, like, that's terrible. Like, when yeah. she was like a year ago, it's like, why didn't you report it? It's like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. 
this is being played for comedy. Yep. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Oh, I noticed. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Okay. Not cool. Not cool. Yeah. Um, I mean... Yeah, why didn't you report it? Ooh, we could we could go through all the reasons why Jackie Chan. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that'll make this a very different movie. Yeah, <laughs> like it would be a police story where there's just like a pile of untested rape kits. That's oh. that's that's our real police story right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, but otherwise, a good movie. <laughs> but yeah, but other than that, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. it was interesting. It, it was my first time watching it, and actually, I I forgot to uh, to do the synopsis during the intro. But this movie is about a virtuous Hong Kong police officer who must clear his good name when the drug lord he is after frames him for the murder of a dirty cop. That is the uh, IMDb. Uh, synopsis. That's the synopsis. That's that's weird. That's interesting because like. That doesn't happen. <laughs> like, like the part in the synopsis doesn't happen until like the beginning of the third act. <laughs> yeah, that that, that that is true. Um, <laughs> like, that's not what it's about. Like, it's it's about him trying to get this guy, and then as part of it, he gets framed. But it's yeah. not like that's the inciting incident. Like, that's like at the end of the movie, he gets framed, and then that's, that's hilarious true. that that's a synopsis. Oh well, <laughs> good old IMDb. Uh, they just don't put the same care into uh, non-English films. Um, apparently, yeah, that'll be uh, like if Star Wars synopsis is like, oh, they uh, have they lo- they they've lowered the shields on the Death Star, but they're you know, <laughs> uh, plucky rebels have to destroy this Death Star when they're when their ship is tracked to Yavin Four. That's yeah, <laughs> that's a synopsis for Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely an an odd, an odd synopsis for sure. More like a almost like a movie summary, um, in a sentence. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you know, I will say first of all, this movie was not available to purchase or rent anywhere, so I had to watch a bootleg version on YouTube, which means it was dubbed, unfortunately, which oh, is yeah. not oh. my favorite thing to do watching dubbed movies. Like, sometimes, well, let's be real, sometimes I will watch the dubbed version if I've already seen the subtitled version, because with translations, sometimes with subtitles, they'll remove words because they don't think people can read that fast. So if I really like a movie and I want extra dialogue, I'll watch it dubbed, but I won't watch it dubbed before the subtitled version. So I do feel like, you know... I guess with this movie, it probably mattered a little bit less. Outside of the sound effects, I would have liked to hear the original sound effects. But to me, this was all action, action, action. I, I, I say I've never seen this before, but I'm pretty sure this was one of those things that my dad made me watch when I was a kid. But I just don't remember it because these were kind of like the types of movies. And Jackie Chan is, of course, very popular all across Asia. And his comedy, like the language doesn't even matter. Um, it's mm. it's his action scenes. Like they, they, they convey the story pretty well. It's almost like a silent film. Um, like you could probably watch it on mute and still kind of figure out what's going on. So it, it it's good that way. And I feel like they do that on purpose because there's so many languages in Asia. And Jackie Chan is, you know, almost just as popular in Thailand as he is in, you know, China. Like he's he's huge. So, you know, it definitely does have that quality to it. So yeah, I don't have much to say other than I definitely get the hype. You know, it, it's it's hard watching something from nineteen eighty five in 2021 for the first time but you know because <laughs> it, it, it's tough to bring my brain back to where it was in that era but 
yeah, I, probably the best thing I can say is it lived up to the hype. Some of those stunts, like even some of the things you would think are minor, but like when you go back and watch it, like the guy falling from the top of a double decker onto yeah. concrete, and like yeah. they they barely even blink. And I was like, I was like, if you've been on a double decker, like crashing out a window and landing on your back on concrete like that's pretty high to land on Even concrete. just a normal bus oh my god it was i was like yo yo this is whoa <laughs> no regard for human life yeah, yeah. Thanks for great action <laughs> and so much broken glass like that mall scene mm. I was like, you know, so many people. And I know, like, in the U.S., they give, like, a lot of credit for Tom Cruise doing his own thing. But, like, Tom Cruise, like, the thing is, this isn't just Jackie Chan. This is, like, even the female lead is being, like, thrown through, like, tables and tables. And I was like, I don't think she's a trained martial artist. She's just signing up and to get, like, thrown (laughs) through glass and flipping and... I was like, yeah. oh my god, this this poor the, girl, you know. The scene where she gets thrown through three plates of glass into yeah. a wall. Oh. And she, she was seriously injured <laughs> during that. Oh yeah, my god. She saw her bounce off the wall. And she, she bounced off the wall. Yes. She went through three things of glass, yeah. bounced off a wall. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, at least she did it for a movie that got voted best movie of the year yeah. it would really suck if you did that for a movie that nobody saw so uh <laughs> <laughs> imagine you got like thrown through play glass into a wall for a Polly shore movie oh, like oh my no. god yeah Hell no. <laughs> uh, sure. okay and uh veronica what was your view on this movie and was this your first time watching it i gotta tell you well that part i don't know and i'll get to that so, you know, like, I'm always like, are we going to watch another martial arts movie? That's always what I feel like I'm saying. And I will say, so I went into this hesitantly. Like, I left it till the last minute. I did not watch it on double speed. Um, I watched oh, it my God. That would have been speed. so fast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> these fight scenes on double speed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, the first little bit, I was like, oh, here we go. But I will say that I did watch it with my daughter. And those fight scenes... So take this from a person who's not into martial arts movies. For, like those fight scenes, I felt like I was watching a musical, but with different audio because they're choreographed so well. And even for someone, I've seen martial arts movie because I've always had plenty of boyfriends that were into martial arts. So I may have seen this because I recognize some scenes, but I was like, maybe I slept for most of it. Anyways, um, I really liked those fight scenes. They were so like... You know what I thought of? Um, what's the movie? The Jets and the Sharks. I was like, Oh my god, West Side almost... Story. Yes, I told you it's from a non-martial arts perspective. <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, but we took a detour all the way to I like know, a musical. Yeah. No, but they're so co- they're so well choreographed. Those fight scenes, yeah. like you, a fight in real life does not look like that. It looks like just a big Tasmanian devil, like dirt ball, whatever. Right? This. Oh, you shut up. I don't know what oh, happened to you. Uh, sorry, yeah. They could have called this movie, What Do You Do With a Problem Like Selena? <laughs> exactly, exactly. This is the reason why I, now I know why all the boys in school at recess wanted to just fight. Because this makes it look really cool and it looks like you're going to f- tumble and like fall on your feet and you can climb the side of a building. I get it now. I understand <laughs> you. 
12 year old boys (laughs) (laughs) cool cool and um the double decker thing i it was reminiscent of uh speed i was like oh look things are just stolen and redone Yes, speaking of, uh, the specifically the bus scene. Yes. When he's standing in front of the bus, he's like loading like mm-hmm. the revolver and then he fires. Tango and Cash stole that for their opening scene. Oh, like right. frame for Like exactly that thing. Like he stands there and he's like shooting a truck and then, yeah. and then he like, and then the truck has to stop and then the, they go flying out the front of the truck. Yeah, I saw a lot of things that were similar, like that where he jumps in the mall and slides down the thing. I was like, oh, that's always in action movies now. I, You know what? I watched that dubbed version, too, and those female voices, when they were shrieking, were so high and annoying that my cat responded. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. The whole girl thing, like, I was like, eh, I hated that, but I did like that, the, that um that one lead was treated equally and she was too was smashed into the wall <laughs> it's like yes equality i don't know <laughs> yeah you know the the female leads were, were definitely were definitely interesting i i really actually i like that scene where um his cop friend was pretending to uh to assault her and trying to like attack her with the knife um mm-hmm. i i thought i thought that was a pretty fun scene and at first I was like, oh, why isn't he succeeding? But then they wrote it in that, oh, he wasn't really trying to kill her, which kind of made it make more sense. And then after that, I was like, okay, I can just like enjoy this without uh, thinking, you know, why, yeah. why, why, why is he so bad at this? And then they're like, oh, because he doesn't want to. I was like, okay, that, that makes sense. And uh, that scene that you mentioned, Ronica, where he slides down the pole on, in the mall, that is the scene that is considered one of the best stunts ever captured on film. Yeah, that yeah. one's crazy. It's a, it's a famous mall. Like, people know that mall. They know that light fixture. So when he, like, jumped and slid down it, people were like, what the... Yeah. <laughs> also, his hands were wrecked after that. Because it's not, like, oh a grease pole. It's nuts. like a cable. Like, <laughs> like there goes all your yeah. skin off your hands. It's like, nuts. What is Jackie Chan thinking when he does these things? <laughs> he just... He wants to do these crazy things. That's... Because nobody else will. He has uh, a hole in his head. He oh li- li- literally has a hole in his head because he uh, like. It's, he probably uh, does. He probably had it there in the first place. Like that's <laughs> it does not. It's like when you watch that blooper reel. It's not a blooper reel. That's oh like my a God. body it was, count. I I actually had to stop halfway through the blooper reel because it does it just got too much. I was like ah, yeah. and then the thing is, so the bootleg version I was watching, which by the way, listeners, I usually do rent it. I'm not saying go watch bootleg things. This one literally was unavailable for rent or purchase, which is my one exception where I'm like, listen, if y'all ain't gonna let me buy it, then I'm gonna bootleg it because that's your own damn fault. So anyway, it is not available <laughs> for sale on any digital marketplace in um, North America. So anyway. So I had to watch the bootleg version on YouTube, and now I'm getting all these Jackie Chan recommendations, but the video that came up was, how is Jackie Chan still alive? And they just go through like his yeah. craziest stunts in slow motion and the injuries it caused him. And I, I couldn't make it through that video either. I was like, this is crazy. This is crazy. Yeah. This dude is crazy. But you know what? He He does it for us. He does it for entertainment, mm-hmm. and he's very That's committed. So, yep. you know, um, yep. good for him. Now, uh, w- let's just finish up with uh, the question I like to um, to finish up with, which is, did this movie do enough for you to recommend it and or watch the five sequels? Let's let's start with Veronica. The five sequels? 
Well, I don't know about the five sequels, but <laughs> you know what? I I don't I don't know if my my mindset has shifted in terms of like uh, movies you can watch with young kids. I watched it with my daughter. So I don't know if like uh, maybe I've lost some of my morality during this pandemic, <laughs> but it was like she liked it. And I was like, oh, because she thought it was so choreographed, too. And she actually made me pause so she could reenact some of those fight scenes. Oh. I liked it. I mean, I don't know if I would watch all five. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and over over to you, Leonard. Would you recommend this and or watch any of the five sequels? Uh, I would A, recommend it, yes, and B, I have seen all five sequels. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, one of which had uh, Michelle Yao as well, oh. Supercop. Oh, there you go. Oh, oh I think yeah. I've seen that. I did, you know what? I've seen Supercop. I did not yeah, know I've that seen... was part of the same series. That was essentially Police Story 4, I want to say. Oh, yeah, because I, I, I guess I was a little bit older when Supercop came out, and that was huge. That across yeah. all yeah, Asian countries. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. And Police Story 2 is great. There's like an awesome fight scene at the end of that yeah. uh, in this like massive warehouse against like three dudes, and one of whom is like a mute. Oh. And he, all he, all he, he only talks is like, bah, 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 bah. that's how he talks, and then <laughs> oh. it's weird. And then, yeah, and then Jackie mocks the mute after he beats the shit out of him. Oh. So, you know, real, real PC stuff. Uh, yeah, different <laughs> times. Love the 80s. Love the 80s. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely different times. Uh, okay, so that is the end of our review for Police Story. But don't go anywhere because after this uh, very short break, we are going to talk about our topic of the week, which is plucked from the themes of the movie. And our topic this week is clearing our names when we've been wrongfully accused. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What up, what up, listeners? Welcome back to Rice Asian Movies Podcast. For our second segment, we talk about a, a topic that's plucked from the movie's themes. And this week's topic is about clearing our names when we have been wrongfully accused um, and, or, uh, I, maybe, maybe you guys want to talk about a time where you cleared your name, even though it wasn't wrongfully accused. Um, <laughs> I will leave that up to you, but, uh, let's start with Veronica. Has there been a time where you've had to clear your name because you were wrongfully accused? Because of course that happened to Jackie Chan in this It all movie. happened. It all happened when I was a minor, so it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, when I've had to, you know, so my, my cousin was just here. I won't tell you any of the other stuff, but anyways, my cousin was, was just here and we were talking about when we were teenagers and she's two years older and, you know, Filipino culture, the oldest girl always has this responsibility and they have to have this higher morality. And, um, so we got into trouble as teenagers do and everyone had always assumed for years it was her. <laughs> and one day, um, I don't know, maybe I'd run away. I don't know what the hell we did. We did a whole bunch of shit. And my aunt turned to me and she said, I know now that it is you. <laughs> and I just froze. And I was like, oh, my God, she figured me out. Um, so I, she clear, I cleared her name. It, it's always me. That's the moral of that story. It's usually always me. Oh, so you're you're the one who got other people I, wrongfully accused. No one ever accused. suspects me. That's why. There you, go. there you go. You know, that actually happened to me a lot in elementary because basically growing up every year, I was like the, the top student in every grade. Um, and so I would get into like these, um, these, uh, these uh, misadventures or fights on the, on the, like during recess or whatever, and the poor kid, you, you it, I always say the story. It was that one white kid that we beat up every day, um, <laughs> and this 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 poor white kid, you know, we would terrorize him, and then he would like go complain to the office, and he'd say that like I was responsible for it, and they would never believe him because obviously you know innocent Vong, um, and then they would send him home, and he'd get suspended. <laughs> Um, oh my god and so yeah i was pretty i was pretty evil um yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) it's 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 one thing to get terrorized by a bully it's another thing to uh then get punished for it um because nobody believes you um so there you go uh and as you can see you know what when when i was growing up my my friends always told me because this is back when like jenny jones is really popular they're like one day that kid is gonna bring you on jenny jones and be like i went from geek to chic <laughs> look at me now because that that's what they always did they would bring on like their bullies or whatever um i will say though i wasn't that evil i never perpetrated it on my own um usually i would just watch as my friends beat him up so let's just like you know okay. don't get it That's twisted better, don't <laughs> get it you, twisted. you were you're, you're just an accessory to the crime. it's <laughs> right. fine that's okay it's fine legally it's the same but whatever and uh, speaking of for legal reasons i'm gonna say that i am a comedian and these stories may or may not be exaggerated or totally unfounded or untrue (laughs) who knows if this person really exists maybe i was the one being bullied i don't know maybe it's a weird reverse i don't know let's just uh let's see that's called plausible deniability right anyway whatever um so the the time where i was um actually wrongfully accused was uh it was so sad. So I was so I was the Winnipeg typing champion um, from a very young age, which is like a really sad, geeky title. But I was. Um, I had reached like 130 something words per minute by the time I was oh, in wow. like grade five or grade six, and so I would win the typing championship um, by like basically all divisions because it had like different age divisions but i like won even above like the teachers um and the high schoolers and so the first year 
um, when they were naming the winners, I didn't get named and I was like shocked because they would name like what their words per minute were. And I was like, wait a minute. I had more words per minute than these people. Why am I not being named? So what it was, was they didn't believe that I could type that fast. So they actually disqualified me without even telling me. Um, they just decided this isn't real. They thought I had like copied and pasted because there's no way that you could type that fast um, at mm. that age. And so I had to put in a complaint and then I had to like type in real time in front of the judges <laughs> to clear my name and snatched back that prize, which was so sad. It was just a backpack. I fought so hard for this stupid-ass backpack I didn't even want. But I was like, I need to clear my name that I'm, like, some typing cheater. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that was that was probably the most, uh, the most traumatic of my wow. getting wrongfully accused. Who would wrongfully accuse, like, an elementary kid without even, like... Uh, clearly, there's no no proof because I obviously didn't cheat. I'll, I'll like type in front of you. So, um, yeah, to just assume that nobody could be that awesome. Well, guess but, what? <laughs> I am that awesome, bitches. So, but for reference, for reference, like, what's the average typing speed, or what's considered like average fast? Because I I type thirty words per minute. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of slow, but. Uh... <laughs> I, I think if you're in like the if if you're over sixty, that's considered pretty competent. Sixty to eighty. Once you're over eighty, that's like starting to get really good. Yeah. You know. Oh. Wow. I'm when you're at like one hundred, that's like super good. And then like super elite is probably like over one twenty five is when you start getting. But like, um, it's. I'll, 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 I'll just keep it real. It kind of takes training. So, like, in regular life, nobody types that fast because, like, you actually have to sit down and focus. When I'm just sort of, like, just typing for pleasure, it's probably closer to, like, you know, like, you know, 105 or whatever. Typing for pleasure. Typing for pleasure. I know. But, you know, I'm just going on a pleasure type. That's a very niche, like, fetish type thing. Yeah, and then when you train for a tournament and you really get your fingers, you know, working and then you're like, I'm going to type fast. That's when you can, like, get to the 125, 130. I I could probably do over 150 at this point, I guess. I haven't tested myself in a while, but, you know, you generally don't get worse over time because until you get arthritis, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Anyway, um, that's my story. Let's head on over to uh, to Leonard. I've just been sharing lots of stories today, but let's head no, on over. Good. Let's head on over to Leonard. Have you ever had to clear your name after being wrongfully accused? Um. Well, first of all, I I can also type really fast. Oh. So I just want to say I'm like with you. I'm like 130, 150-ish. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, to the point where like I type so fast that I will type. I will I will type uh, Freudian slips. Oh god! Because I type as fa- oh, wow. faster than I think. As you think. <laughs> like Why so. The hell? I'm just giving both of you any <laughs> typing I have uh, to do. Do you know? The... It's really actually good because I was doing transcription work like near the beginning of this, like oh. when I had like no money. <laughs> yeah. When like, I was like looking for anything, like anything to like kind of make money, like transcription work was great because I could just type it oh. as fast as they were saying it. So That's then, and, and you're paid by the war, minute that you transcribe. So if oh. you're doing it by the minute, then it's like, you're getting a good hourly rate. Yeah. Right? The only problem is like there, I remember I had to do this one, 
transcribed this one thing. It was like the world's like worst Nazis or something. I can't remember what it was. And there was this one dude because you have to transcribe everything, like the ums, the ahs, like everything. Oh. And this one dude just could not get out a sentence. And he's just like, and then, oh no, I'm sorry, I'm gonna try again. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, uh, uh. And I was like, oh, you motherfucker, you're killing my Arab brain. I was so mad. And then, like a few months later, I actually ran to somebody else who's doing transcription work, and I guess they got this, a similar assignment, a different episode. And I was like, did you get that guy? And they're like, yes, I hate that guy. I was like, yeah, he's worse than the Nazis. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the funny thing is what you're saying with um, that you type faster than, than you think. I, I, can, um, I can relate to that because I definitely type faster than I can read because I'm, I'm a yeah. slow reader. I, I say out every syllable that I read, but when I type, I don't, I don't think the words. I, ah. I type the word before I think it. So for oh. writing... Yeah, so for for writing, I've now actually gone back to like for comedy writing, I've actually gone back to using a pen and paper. Well, not a pen and paper. Mm. Let's be real; it's, it's it's a tablet and an Apple pencil. But um, because I need to like slow myself down, because I was mm. like, I'm I'm actually not thinking when I'm typing out. So anyway, that's that's my typing huh. journey. Okay, back yeah. to you, Leonard. Um, clearing your name. Um, yeah, no, one time, uh, you know, I was accused of a crime I didn't commit, and then the warden was being really obtuse, I had to tunnel my way out with a rock hammer. Oh, oh wait, no. no. <laughs> uh, that is the Shawshank Redemption. Yes. Uh, and I am not Andy Dufresne. Um, no, one time I was accused of cheating on a test, and I was pretty mad about that. I was accused of cheating on a computer programming in, in high school. <laughs> I was like, oh. yo, I programmed a baseball game in my spare time out of boredom. You think I needed to cheat? That's just <laughs> Like so I went sad. above and beyond and I programmed some crazy shit. Because mm. programming is easy. Like those, those like, uh, like Turing or Pascal, like that's easy. Like element, like I don't know C++ or like Python or anything, but like that's easy. So yeah, and I was accused of cheating and I was just like, come on. Because they said I was looking at, like, the person next to me, like, their screen. And maybe I glanced just to be like, oh, they've got it wrong. And then I just went back to my oh, shit. No. <laughs> Anyways, that wow. happened. And I was, uh, I don't even remember what happened after that. I was just mad. You were and just I think mad. I just denied it. <laughs> and then they, like, tried to give me a zero. And then I was like, I made a baseball game. <laughs> Wow, how sad it is that the both of you got accused of something because you were just both brilliant. And meanwhile, I'm like, no, it was all me. <laughs> I was just able to get away with it. Yeah, you know what? That's that's the burden we bear, Veronica. That is the burden <laughs> you, we bear. <laughs> it's really hard that's being so, hyper-competent. So I know. <laughs> I mean, well, I was in administration for like 20 over 20 years and I that's how fast I type 30 were I don't know how I ever got into administration. Uh, you know, the funny thing is part of why I was so motivated um, and not just to win the backpack was the person who ended up winning was just so boisterous about how awesome they were that I was like, no, this is not. Like, I literally beat you by 40 words a minute. Like, you are not getting the bragging rights for this Winnipeg Typing Championship. I'm getting in the goddamn newspaper, and you're going to stand beside me as the runner-up, ho. Oh, uh, oh. 
because all typed out in Ooh. real time in front of the judges wow. an entire speech about how shitty his opponent is. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of typewriter, Fong? Well, typewriter. So, at, what year do you think this was, Veronica? I, I so that that was <laughs> on a a computer, but it was it was on a computer. It it looked like you know it was like the old style keyboards. It kind of looks like the mechanical keyboards today, but they were not mechanical. Um, yeah, yeah. But and uh, the but the funny thing is, I actually taught myself to type on a typewriter. Um, oh. Like the old school, you had to push it. It yeah, came to, up yeah. on like the circle buttons. Yep. So mm-hmm. yeah, I actually taught myself on that. And um, the the key to my typing, and this is going to sound crazy because, um, you know, but uh, this is just generally how I learn is I, 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 I don't learn unless I can like reverse engineer it or like deconstruct it in a way that I understand in my brain. And so... Um, the key to my typing and what made me um, a, a typing prodigy was I can use multiple fingers for the same keys. And people don't get the slowest thing is type in typing is when you have to use the same finger twice. So for me, almost every key I can use multiple fingers because if you can... If every letter in the word is using a different finger, you can basically, it's almost like a millisecond. But anytime you have to hit the same key twice. So think of your drumming, oh, right? I if, you, see. if you have to like drum twice, that's slower than like left so, hand, right yeah. hand. So yeah. if you can use multiple fingers so that you never have to repeat the same finger twice, yeah. uh, that was my secret. So um, how is that type- faster? Like you have like, if you have to type like putter or whatever, it's like P-U-T-D-E-R, like you like you would do like two so you would be fingers? like, like finger no so okay the ring. fingers right there just no okay. so let's so take take the word um bring right so a lot yeah, of times so... um so for for quote unquote proper right. typing it's the right index finger for the b and then the b. r r but the b and the I r are really r- far I. apart so i would use my right finger for the b and then the r which is a lot faster Wait. because the distance from the b to the r with the same finger is very slow but technically shouldn't that disqualify what? you because Wait, why would that, you yeah from oh, wait, hold on I, why would you you wouldn't be using the same you would use two different fingers of br b r b r i n g but B-R-I-N-G. so so proper proper typing the proper finger is supposed to be your left hand index. That's, oh, that's for the B. Yeah, that's what they teach. Oh, maybe that's why I type so fast too. Because I was like, I don't, I would never use like my left finger for the B. That makes no sense. It's down here. Yeah, but so B-B-R-I-N-G. if but if you take that in reverse and do a word like but where it's like B U, yeah. then I would use the left finger and then the right finger. Oh, you were so just never... use whatever. Yeah, I well, I could just do yeah. uh you could just use B U B U B U T T B U T T. You could definitely right? do that too, but most people because they're so limited in their brain capacity just go with what they're taught, which is this is fair, the this fair, is fair. this is the one finger you can use for these letters. <laughs> I just use whatever is most change. efficient. Uh, I whatever. just use the yeah. closest yeah. finger. Yeah. We'll, and by yeah. the way, oh, I got to show you this is what my keyboard looks like. <laughs> it has no no keys. It's just all it's black. Oh, there you it's, go. <laughs> every key is blank. So you just, ha- wait, what about your passwords? I just, I just know where all the keys are. I don't have to look at the keyboard to write. As long, there's like the raised on the, uh, on the home keys. 
on the F and the, I want to say J. Yeah, it's F and J. Well, if you ever need a good decoy, yeah. I'm here. That's all yeah. I can provide you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and see, it sounds like, Leonard, you sort of figured out the same thing without even, like, intellectualizing it. You do use. Yeah. But most people, that's why they're Wait, slow. Wait, so did I, though. So that did I. Sense. I just wasn't as fast. <laughs> <laughs> you figured it out. You figured out to do 30. It's great. Yeah, yeah 30. You know, you'd use uh, just your pinkies. So uh, slow, so <laughs> slow. I would panic every time I had to do a typing test. I would yeah. be like, I don't know how I'm going to get hired. I, I, I would say, you know, for all the for all the parents of children in the world, I would say typing is probably one of the most important things I ever learned in my life because in a digital world, the amount of time you save being able to type faster than everybody else it's yes. like the whatever how long it takes you to take those typing lessons like you'll earn it back like a thousand fold over your lifetime being able to uh out type people i would say that yeah. is a valuable skill um and yeah anyway uh we're getting off track um but uh <laughs> let's, just 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 a little bit I, it's you know it's what what is it like 30 years later and I, i'm 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 still bragging about my typing championship <laughs> I still, hey man, I still I, have I that would. photo in the newspaper oh of me and, like, the second and third place people are, like, twice my size because they're, like, in high school and a teacher. Um, but uh, anyway, <laughs> I, 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 still, I still have it framed. Anyway, <laughs> um, enough of the reminiscing. I feel like I'm just reminiscing on my like, – I, I, I feel like you guys have probably figured out I really enjoyed my elementary life. Um, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I definitely ruled peaked. that elementary school. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, that's that's the end um, of our uh, ever winding topic. Hopefully, for our listeners, it winded to an interesting um, <laughs> and exclusive place. This is your exclusive uh, story about uh, typing um, that you will not get in any other movie related <laughs> podcast. Oh I gosh. am certain of that. Um, okay, uh, I want to thank. I want to thank um, our, our listeners for listening in. Happy Asian Heritage Month. We will be back next week with a review of Infernal Affairs, which is available on Netflix. So you can definitely go there, watch it. For those of you who don't know, it is the movie that The Departed bastardized. Um, and so it is very much worth watching the original because none of those bitches who went That's up good. to get their Oscar even mentioned The Departed. They tried to pretend like it is a wholly original. I mean, none of them mentioned yeah. Infernal Affairs. They tried to make it like The Departed was an original when really they took the original and then chickened out and gave us a totally ridiculous ending that made no sense because they kept the rest of the movie. Anyway, I'll save this for next week because clearly I'm very passionate about this the Infernal Affairs versus The Departed thing. But I've never respected um, the filmmakers from The Departed ever since um, that movie. Um, so know, Scorsese, garbage. <laughs> you know what, what has he done? What has he done with his career? Scorsese, Scorsese. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I want to thank our our, our uh, I want to thank my co-hosts uh, Veronica Antipolo and Leonard Chan. I'm your host Vong Show, and that's what's up. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar. Okay.